0: Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast, hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. Leaders have always had to manage tension. There's the demands of their people, the demands of the executives, the demands of the environment. And very often these three things, and many others thrown in the mix, don't match. They all seem to have opposing needs and demands. And We're living and working in this very unique time. The world is still shaking. There are a lot of changes that are coming about or unexpected things that are happening. So people don't understand what normal is yet. And the more you hold on to business as usual, leading in the normal way, the harder it's gonna be for you to find that sweet spot so that you can redefine your normal based on the environment as it is. And so I want to talk about that mindset shift that leaders need to make to move out of that squeeze, because that squeeze has happened, you know, from the 40s, when industry set up this business system with silos and different departments and Now we've moved into a flatter structure with more cross-functional teams, but it's still not always working out ideally because there are things about business structures that are really important to have. What I'm suggesting is leaders can think differently about how they manage their people, how they solve their problems, regardless of what structure they may be in. And so I want you to start to think in terms of processes and not people. That means I want you to think in terms of how something's done and not who is doing it. So even though Mary may be doing this particular function, I don't want you to think about how Mary does it. I want you to think about how ideally it needs to be done in order to consistently produce the outcome that you want it to have. And one of the things that leaders need to know, whether you're at the entry-level aspiring leader, you're a supervisor, a manager, or you're the top executive, you want to know that value stream. You want to know what happens from the time that one of your customers engages with your system to the time that they receive their product or services. And then after that, what happens to continue to develop that customer. So as you learn this value stream, your ability to think in terms of process is going to excel. So you want to recognize what is the flow from start to finish and not just in your department. Of course, you're going to focus on your department, but you want to really see the entire process because that is how you're going to be able to think through these processes so that you can develop the ideal. So consider these questions. Is your process standardized? Or is everybody doing it however way they feel like it? Is that process monitored? Are you measuring and tracking certain data points? What are the bottlenecks? What are the issues? Do you have a process in place to deal with those bottlenecks and issues? Or does the whole system stop until you figure it out? Or do they just get put into a box and then somebody somehow, some way takes a look at it from time to time. That actually happened in a very large company. It was a hundred year old company that was well known for its services. And They did not have an effective way to manage those processes that failed, and it went into a box called customer complaints and grievances, and there wasn't any consistency around it. They had sales manager after sales manager come. They finally set up a new VP of sales which just added another layer to a problem that wasn't being addressed when the real problem had to do with the relationship between operations and sales. And so the process of how something gets done is really an important element of your understanding of what's happening in your department. So for example, let's say you have a team of people and they have a set of skills, but that set of skills doesn't address what they need to do in order to be consistent in this outcome. So what most managers do is they just end up being inconsistent. They don't think about what do I need to do to get them to be more consistent. So the ideal is that you would evaluate in advance what you need for the future, but the future is changing so quickly and There is a lot of backlog, so time is of the essence and people are burning out, leaders are burning out more quickly, and the bandwidth that they need to think through these issues is getting used up from the constant change. The unexpected change, people leaving, quitting, restructuring, mergers, acquisitions, all the things that are outside of their control. So leaders very often are burdened. So I'm going to introduce an idea for you as a way to think differently about how to manage. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm suggesting leaders give up their authority or their responsibility, but I do think that it's time to bring in the team in the problem-solving effort. So, for example, this team of people I was talking about, you have the need to produce something, but you don't know if your team actually has the skills to do it. So keeping in mind that you are going to be overseeing this and you ultimately are responsible You also can't solve every single problem because solving the problem is just one aspect of it. You then need to roll out this new solution. So you're going to need to have people on board. So one suggestion that I have is that you, as the leader, the manager, get three people together, at the most five, but no more than five. Three is plenty, to take a look at what are your processes. Do a process Stream for just your department. Are things working the way they need to be working? If not, what are the issues? Do people have the skills they need? If not, where are the gaps? So now you have a basic idea of where things are. Now you want to open this up to the team. So you can gather one to three groups, depending on the size of your organization. Again, three to five people, no more than five and ask the group. How are we doing in terms of our processes? Are we getting things done? You're going to be surprised at the level of honesty that people have. It may sting a little bit, but once you get into the process of improving this, it's going to feel good to realize that you have some good analysis going on. So people are going to then come up with these ideas Put them all on a flip chart, on a dashboard. If you work remotely so that everybody can keep track of what's coming up in this analysis period. So you're going to have a process of iteration, small incremental improvements and changes. Okay. So as you come up with these ideas, you're not necessarily going to bring up new positions or anything like that, you're going to take a look at how can we tweak what's happening? Are there gaps? And do I need to bring in a certain set of skills? Do I need to change jobs of how people are doing things? What needs to happen? But you're going to actually have your team evaluate that. So after they identify those challenges, then put them to work to think about how do we correct this? what is the best way to go about making changes and have them put everything on the table. Now you're not locked into doing anything or not doing anything. You are brainstorming, your team is going through a problem solving process and you're actually having them look at how can we do things better? Because normal is not a destination. It's not a place that you get to and then you stay. The whole idea of the digital age is constant change and recognizing that as things change quickly, people need to be continuously learning about how to do something better. So as people come up with these ideas, again, put them in an area where everyone has access to see it, where they can recognize what these ideas are, Have a time period where people make comments, make changes, and make sure that there is a genuine interest in finding the ideal solution and not sarcasm or an opportunity to complain and gripe. So you would set some ground rules before you would set this in place. But what I'm doing right now is just talking about the mindset shift that leaders need to have. So that instead of them agonizing over how to make these changes, bring your team into it. Okay. Because what this is going to do is it, it's really going to engage them. People want to solve problems. And it's also going to help you look at what are the skills that are needed in this culture, in this work group. And as we bring new people in, what new skills and competencies are required in order to have this kind of workforce that's going to problem solve. And one of the things that you're going to want to have in your new people is curiosity, being willing to explore and to ask the question, what if we tried this? That's not something that can really be taught, but that is definitely something that you want to attract in people because you want to build and develop that continuous improvement culture and that mindset around, I don't need to solve all the problems. I need to empower my people with the skills, the resources, and the permission to solve these problems. So normal then evolves and continually changes, but normal might be that instead of you solving all the problems, the team solve the problems. They also monitor and measure. They then can work into a shared governance model where there's some peer pressure to get people on board. This could be a great way to build on that. Flattened structure. While leaders are still absolutely necessary, there are managers that are necessary. The more you can get people involved in problem solving, not only will they be more engaged, but they're going to be more responsible in how they do the work. There's going to be less corners, cutting compromise, quality compromise, because they know, having gone through this process, they know what happens when they cut a corner here on day one, and then that patient or that process goes down the line and somebody else gets that person or process. And if all the things weren't fulfilled, then that really backs everything up because there's either a quality issue, a safety issue, or time has been wasted or altogether, all of it. Let's say you're in a law office and you have to process this paperwork in order for the attorney to show up on court with everything needed or for the client to get the outcome that they need. If you don't process that paper and everybody does their job, then you waste a lot of time and you may, in fact, lose an opportunity with a judge or with the right consultant to get the outcome you need. So this is a way to think differently about how you manage Rather than taking on all the responsibility, yes, you have responsibility for the outcome, but the more you engage your team, the better they are going to feel and they're going to see you in a different way. You're going to empower them. You're going to encourage and you're also going to do skill building because problem solving is learning on the job, so to speak. As they solve these problems, they're going to recognize what they need to do differently. And they're going to develop those skills. Most people come to work wanting to do the best job possible. And they will learn what they need to learn in order to do that. They just need that opportunity. So as you go through this process, you're going to also want to take a look at what is going on inside of you. Are there areas of resistance? Like, even as I talk about this, is there an area that you were resisting in terms of, I can't let them figure out problems. They need to get to work and do what they're doing. If you're resisting any idea about doing something differently, I'm not suggesting that you have to take this idea. But if you notice that there's resistance, I would do some reflection on that and take a look at what that's about. Because leaders, businesses, companies cannot march into the 2020s further. They can't go into this decade in a deeper way, doing things the same way they've always done them. So, this experience of change is now at a level where change is so constant, we have to change how we change. And that's only going to happen when you as the leader deal with whatever those internal levers are inside of you that keep you from being more curious, that keep you from being more aware of the situation of what's going on. In fact, you may be interested in my book, The Work Smart Principle, that really talks about five levers. Curiosity is one of them. So go to worksmartthinkdifferent.com and you can click on the Work Smart Principle or the book and you can learn more about it. But one of the things I do recommend for leaders is to have daily routines. Now, I've talked about routines in other podcasts or in other training, so I'm not going to go into detail here. But if you personally have a routine, then dealing with this constant change and understanding the resistance you might have to letting go is going to be easier because your personal life is going to be grounded. I highly recommend a power routine first thing in the morning, either an hour or 30 minutes where you spend half of your time in prayer. You build on that relationship with Jesus. You have a scripture that you hold on to that is something steadfast for you. And then you exercise for the other half of the time because you're building the strength in your physical body. There is lots of research that talks about people that have used their bodies in a physical way are much more confident than people that don't. But it helps you release the stress. It increases your energy during the day. There's so many things about physical exercise that are super important. We're not talking about being an Iron Man. We're talking about doing something for 15 to 30 minutes a day. So caring for yourself physically, as well as developing that spiritual body, is going to help you be centered. You're going to handle that uncertainty. And you're going to be open to exploring things differently with your team. So in this podcast, we talked about engaging your team to solve more problems as a way to think differently about how you lead and to evaluate your current processes and see if they're working for you. Are the role descriptions accurate or do you need to update those? Do you need to bring people in that have different skill sets? Talk to your people and find out what they think is needed in this area so that you get that frontline perspective. They are the people working every single day and know intimately what's needed. Be sure to check out WorkSmart Club Network. We have a platform where leaders can come in and have live discussions about their challenges. We have weekly coaching clinics, Q&A. So I look forward to seeing you there. Until the next time, stay energized and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the WorkSmart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at worksmartclubnetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content. Leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.